Welcome to the Building Bilingual Families podcast, where we help families fulfill their dream of speaking two languages at home, in their communities, and abroad. Today, I'm with Nicole Gilmore, and I am so excited about this conversation because she is a dear friend and also someone who's in our Family Language Exchange program. She resides in South Carolina with her amazing husband and her three daughters, ranging from ages 12 to 7. Welcome to the program, Nicole. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get to talk about this. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. Now, a little bit about Nicole. She used to be a Spanish teacher, but is now a 100% stay-at-home mom and a homeschool mom, which is really awesome. And we've had the opportunity to actually be in her home, see her kids, see the magic that she's created with learning with her children. And I'm excited to have her tell her story because she has a big heart for Spanish-speaking people and sharing connections with them. And so I'd love, Nicole, if you can just start out and tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your background with Spanish. How did you learn? How did you come to be a bilingual mom with this dream to bring a second language to your kids? Yes, well, I didn't grow up speaking any Spanish at all, and I didn't get to study it in high school. But when I graduated high school, I had the opportunity to live overseas, to go down to Argentina. I had never been out of the country before. And when they talk about, you know, just being completely immersed, um, I had the opportunity to be on a, a campus with other students, to live in a room with seven girls who spoke Spanish. And, um, and over the course of a year, I just, you know, had the chance to see that, to see it happen, to see that it actually can happen to, to develop and to learn a language and establish relationships through it. And I loved it. That's awesome. That's an experience that I always wish I had had during those college years to study abroad. But I'm sure that, you know, here you're in another country, you know, you're on like the other side of the world, <laughs> very far south, southern yes. hemisphere. <clears throat> Tell me what that was like for you being young, living away from home in a country where you didn't speak the language. How was that? Well, I mean, it was exciting, especially initially. I came in and I was just excited, ready to go. Um, But then it was, it was challenging. It was, sometimes it was lonely. Uh, One of the, I think one of the hardest things was, you know, once I had been there for a month or two and I realized I really don't know anybody. You know, I've met all these charming and friendly people, but I just can't get to know them and they don't know me and I can't express my concerns because I didn't have the language skills to do it. Um, So there was definitely, there were definitely some periods of loneliness in the beginning. Um, And then there was also that getting over the fear of just saying something completely wrong and embarrassing myself um, that I had to work through as well. So uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of an extrovert, I guess. So I enjoyed meeting new people all the time. But like I said, there was that challenge of meeting a lot of people, but not really being able to know people. So. You know, I love that because I have felt that myself as I have made Spanish speaking friends, we're almost like yes. comrades and that we're trying to learn each other's language and we feel <laughs> right. this close friendship. However, we actually have not had that many deep conversations. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's hard. So, it takes time. Yeah. Well, tell me, you know, what inspired you to pass this language on to your kids and to teach it to them? Oh, goodness. Once 
once I had it, you know, once I was finally able to speak the language, and I still don't have it perfectly. I still don't think I have English down perfectly. But once I had it, it felt like a superpower. All of a sudden, I was able to talk with more people. I was able to interact. I was able to interpret if needed. And I just, I thought, man, I have this wonderful thing that I can share with them. And I want them to have this, this same gift. And so from the very early days of, you know, my oldest daughter being little, I thought, I just need to, I need to speak Spanish to her. You know, I want, I want her to be able to do this too. So how did you even try to start that? Like you're not native. It's probably not natural for you to just start speaking Spanish. <laughs> what did that look like in those early years? Well, in the very beginning, um, my oldest two are only uh, 21 months apart. So I spent a lot of time at my house. You know, when you have, if you're a mom of littles and you know, it's just hard to pack everybody up to even just to go to the park. So I spent a lot of time at the house and anytime I was at the house and my husband was at work, I just spoke Spanish to them. You know, I picked up as many books as I could in Spanish and read them. I, I had a friend. I didn't know a lot of vocabulary for babies because I had been on a college campus. So I had a friend that I would reach out to and say, how do I say bottle? How do I say slide? How do I say, you know, all these words that come up all the time with babies um, and so I would kind of reach out and learn the vocabulary I needed. And then I would just speak it even before they could speak or respond. You know, I would just speak in Spanish. And so and then when my husband would get home, we would switch to English because he needed to understand what was going on, too. So I love that. Like you saw this time, this opportunity, you were already going to be with them. You didn't necessarily need to like sign up for a class or or right. do something extra. You just needed to like do your interaction that you do every day with your kids, but put it into Spanish. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that's incredible. You saw, okay, I have some vocabulary gaps. How can I solve that problem? And immediately it was connecting with native speakers, right? You are obviously a member of our family language exchange program. Yes. And so you have an opportunity to connect every week with an amazing family. Can you tell us a little bit about that family and what you've done with them over the course of the past, I guess, nine or 10 months? Sure. We meet with a family each week. We meet with a family from Ecuador and they have a daughter who is about the same age as my oldest daughter. And they have a son who's just energetic and fun. And we just get together and we, we do 30 minutes in English. We do 30 minutes in Spanish and we teach one another. We play games with one another. We, it's just encouraging. It's motivating. It gives us something throughout the week to be excited about, to know, you know, this vocabulary, let's say we're working on bedtime vocabulary. We know when we get together, we're going to talk about it. And so everybody feels motivated to learn that and to be ready. And of course, my kids want to be, the, if we're playing a game, they want to win the game too. So, you know, they want to know that vocabulary as well. There's always that little spirit of like competition oh, and yes. things like that, that you could get when you have something that you're working towards, right? Oh yes. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you first got started meeting with them, was there a little bit of like apprehension at all? Was oh, it, sure. <laughs> you know, did it go completely smooth right at the start? What experiences or challenges did you have? I mean, I don't know that I've ever been on a blind date, but I imagine it would be something like that. You know, you just, you don't know who you're meeting. You don't know if you're going to click, except imagine a blind date where you don't speak the same language, you know? 
So the first one for sure, I think is intimidating. Um, but as soon as we jumped in, I mean, it didn't even take until the second one. As soon as we jumped in and we started talking and we started learning together, we, we just, you know, any kind of fears I think went away and we just, we knew it was going to be fun. It was going to be a good match. So it's been great. That's awesome. That's so cool. Have you learned anything specifically about their culture or, you know, obviously you've been getting to know each other during the pandemic. I bet that's been eye-opening to see the differences oh, sure. between your experience here and their experiences. What, mm-hmm. what is kind of, how have your eyes opened for you and your kids through having this not only language exchange, but a cultural exchange? There's two things that pop into my mind immediately. Um, one was when we realized, you know, we had these different conversations and it took a long time to get to this point, but when we realized that they drive two hours to get to work each day and two hours home, there was something, I don't know, there was something eye-opening about that, especially to see that, you know, all these hours that they're, they're working and they're providing for their family. And then they're still taking time to do this language exchange on their one day off. That just, I don't know, it inspired me. It it made me go, wow, if I were working as many hours a day and commuting four hours a day, then to come home and to have the energy and to still make it a priority to work on language learning, it just, I don't know, it made me go, wow, I have more time than that. Like I should, I should be able to, to do more with this, um, to, to put more effort into it like they're doing. So it inspired me. Um, and then something just fun and interesting that, that we learned about is when we were talking about um, ce- oh, celebrating the new year and learning about what they do culturally to say goodbye to the old year and create these dolls basically and burn them on New Year's Eve. And it's a way of saying goodbye to the old year and bringing in the new year. And we, you know, sometimes you listen to cultural things and you go, that's interesting. This one we went, I want to burn a doll. That's awesome. Like, especially 2020, who doesn't want to burn that, you know? So it's just fun to, to see (laughs) these little cultural pieces, how they're different and then how it reflects really the way people think and, and how they view the world. So it's, it's been really neat. That's fascinating. And I, I love that you brought that up about Edwin. I personally know Edwin because he's been a member of the program and I was not aware of his huge commute time. He's a medic. So he's been helping people on the front lines in his country with COVID-19. And, um, you know, it's just, you see things in a whole different light when you connect with people Mm -hmm. in a different place, whether that's the way they see the old year or the way they live their lives. Um, It really opens your kids' eyes as well. Mm -hmm. Have you had any challenges with getting your kids to speak Spanish, you know, like, <laughs> tell us the pushbacks, uh, tell us, you know, what might happen on the hard days. I thought I had it all figured out. You know, I told you at the beginning, I just, you know, day one, we're just, we're, I'm going to be the one that speaks Spanish to them. And then, you know, even though we homeschool, we joined a co-op, you know, when they turned five and, and all of a sudden their schoolwork is in English. And then I'm like, well, we'll still do math in Spanish. And then you know, that kind of fell away. And then you have the days where the kids just don't want to, you know, I speak Spanish to them and they speak English back to me, or they say, look at me square in the face and say, I don't understand. And I know they understand. And so I think we've gone through huge lapses. We've gone, you know, a year almost where 
we just almost don't speak any Spanish at all. And then I'm going, oh, I've ruined them. I could have been teaching and I didn't. And you get into that feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm too late. I've, I've, missed the, I've missed the spot where we could do it. And then you realize you haven't missed it. You can still do it. You know, you can still jump in any day and do better today than you did yesterday. And so the language exchange has really reignited a lot of the things that we had done in years past and really had just fallen by the wayside. And so it's really helped us to jump back in and overcome some of those challenges that are real. And I think they're real for families, even where they are native speakers, it's still a challenge. And so I, I definitely relate to that a lot more than I used to. And this isn't the question, but it's something that I've been challenged with over the years is there was a long time where I would ask myself, oh, why didn't these native speakers teach their kids Spanish? They just, they could have passed them this wonderful gift. And now that I've seen, it is not easy. It doesn't come without intentionality. And, you know, when the kids go to school all day and they speak English and they've learned new things in English that they're really excited to share with you and they don't know how to say them in Spanish. So there are like real challenges that come up that's not just somebody being lazy and not bothering to teach the kid the language. It's, it's challenging. It really is. So it is a challenge, but clearly you've shown that it's worth it, oh, it's right? Worth it, you for know, sure. what you've been able to give to your kids from that. And, you know, I think that that word intentionality mm-hmm. is such a good one. Because, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's just from little bits of being intentional over many years. Now, Nicole, we've obviously been able to meet in person before. I just love you and your family. You are bright lights. You know, I think every person has individual strengths that they bring to the language learning equation with their kids. Mm -hmm. What would you say some of your personal strengths are and how has that helped you in teaching them? I think, I think passion is probably um, a strength. You know, I, I genuinely love it, you know, and my kids at different points maybe have doubted my consistency or I've, I've fallen, you know, maybe I'm not always the most creative with how to the best to do this, but they don't have any doubt that it is a passion of mine that I love the language, I love the culture, I love the people, that I value them. And so that makes me want to speak the language. It makes me want to pass it on is that I just, I really love it. I mean, uh, it's, it's an, you know, it's a value in my life. It's important. I love that. And I think, you know, regardless of whether kids catch on Mm. to loving Spanish or loving the second language, when they see a parent who's passionate about something, they're learning it, they're going for it, they're using it to connect with other people and they're passing it on. What a good example that is for them in many different aspects mm. of life, right? Sure. To have that model and go, you know, if I'm really passionate about astronomy or about so many different things, I've seen how as a family, we have gone after that, how we've found different resources. We've found other people to help us learn. I believe I can do that myself. So, you know, I think these lessons extend way beyond, you know, just language learning, although that in itself is incredible, but it just helps our kids become better citizens and better individuals. Being consistent. And a lot of that, sometimes finding a specific time of day, something that you do as a family regularly and tying it into that, Mm -hmm. creating motivation, seeing, you know, what your kid's fire is lit by, and then just still learning yourself. Like, 
That's just awesome. Thank you so much. Sure. Now, you know, for many parents, obviously you have a pretty good ability with the Spanish language, but you've been in that place before, that spot <laughs> where you want to speak up, you want to make that connection, get to know other people like when you were in Argentina, but you just feel stuck. Like I say, it's like a frog is in your throat. You know, the words are somewhere in there. You've learned this, but you are just scared to use it. You know, what would you say to people who for themselves need like that little extra oomph to start having conversations with native Spanish speakers? I would just say, put yourself out there. Just, just do it. I mean, and be okay with the fact that you are going to make mistakes. And if you wait until you can say it perfectly before you say it, you're probably never going to say it. And I, you know, I think about those of us who are parents have seen kids learn to speak. You know, our children, they start out little and they start with the mama, dada, and then they, and then they speak and we understand them, but it's not perfect. And we just keep modeling it. And eventually they learn to speak too, but they put themselves out there. They're they're not worried about, am I forming this sentence perfectly? And so we just really have to do the same. We have to be okay with the fact that we're going to make mistakes and say it anyway. And honestly, I think there's, I think a lot of times we carry this fear that either someone's not going to understand me or they're going to think less of me somehow. They're going to, you know, think I'm not, I don't know, think I'm not as smart or they're going to, recognize that I made a mistake, but especially in this country where English is the primary language, my experience has always been that when we step out and we just try something, we just try to say something, the response is not, oh no, you said that wrong. The response is, wow, somebody cares about me enough to try to speak my language And a lot of times it opens them up to try more as well and to create an environment where it's okay to make mistakes. So I think that the best way we can create that environment is by making mistakes ourselves. So uh, we don't even have to try. A lot of times they come naturally, right? Yeah, you you don't have to try to (laughs) to make the mistakes that I make when I'm with native Spanish speakers. You know, I love that. I think um, by doing that it really helps communicate that we really care about other people. Absolutely. And you know that they are going through the same experience that you are. Mm-hmm. And anytime when you have a shared experience that way, mm-hmm. it, it brings a closeness and a friendship that, that almost doesn't need a past history or a lot of other commonalities. Mm-hmm. You're both just trying to communicate, right. which is really cool. So Nicole, tell me if our listeners, you know, in this conversation needed to take away some, some really key points to help them as they're like, okay, I'm going to try one more day to do this language learning thing, or I'm ready to get started. What would be those key takeaways that you would want to share with them? I would say three, and then I'll elaborate a little bit, but um, one is just be consistent. And two would be to create motivation. And, um, and then three, I would say to be a model learner yourself. So in terms of consistency, a little bit each day is going to go further than one day of just today, we're going to learn Spanish. So I would say whatever it is that you can commit to each day, if it's each day at lunch, you know, over lunch, 
we're going to practice Spanish. We're going to speak Spanish. Or if it's going to be at bedtime, we're going to do this just to do it consistently a little bit each day. And I don't always do this. It's something that I'm growing in and the language program for sure has helped me with being more consistent. So these are kind of like the things I'm speaking to myself as well. (laughs) And then um, creating motivation. When I say that, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you spoke Spanish. Here's a piece of candy. You know, sometimes we think of just external motivators, but it could just be as simple as a really big smile. Or if your kid really loves to read stories, it might be motivating to them that you're willing to read them some stories in Spanish. Or in in my house, we don't do a, a lot of screen time. So when we do, I'm like, sure, you can watch a little show in Spanish, you know, so whatever it is that's going to motivate them, um, the language exchange, again, is is a motivator in itself because it's, hey, remember, you know, um, you're going to get to talk to Alexis and he's going to want to hear it in Spanish. So that can motivate them as well um, in, in thinking their motivation. And then with being the model learner, sometimes it's easier to say to our kids like, go practice piano, go practice piano, go practice piano. And families where I see that happen, sometimes the kid really hates playing the piano by the end of it. But when they have a parent who loves music and they sit down to the piano and they just love it, they love to play, their kid comes up and sits on the stool next to them and wants to play and wants to learn. So if this is something, you know, if learning the language is, okay, now you need to do your Spanish homework kids don't love it. But when they see you loving it and see you learning and see you excited about trying out a new word and making a mistake and just kind of laughing at yourself, um, they're going to want to do it too. You know, they're going to be excited about it. And even for somebody, you know, who already, you know, I already have a, a pretty good fluency with Spanish. My kids still see me regularly looking words up because they'll say, well, how do I, how do I say? And they try and come up with something obscure that I don't know but they'll say, how do you say this? And instead of just saying, I don't know, it's not that important of a word. I'll go, I don't know, but let's look it up. Let's find out, you know, let's learn this word or let's ask Edwin when we meet. So, um, so I think just being that example learner, being excited about it yourself is going to make them more excited to learn as well. I love that. I love that. It's like, let's stump mom, right? Oh, yeah, they Can love we that. stump mom? Yes. My seven-year-old's the best at <laughs> it. My kid doesn't love that. Yes. Nicole, this has been a fabulous oh, conversation. A Thank you so <laughs> much from the bottom of my heart. I know that other moms, whether homeschool moms or moms who work or in whatever capacity they're in right now, that they have grown their belief by listening to your story that they can share a second language with their kids. So thank you so much. And we hope to see you all on the Building Bilingual Families podcast next week.